Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Reviews Podcast. Um, we're in for a fun one. So this is another movie that's free to watch on TV. Um, I will say, with watching this one, though, there's a lot more ads in it than the other movie we watched. I'm not sure why. Maybe because it's a more popular movie. Uh, I don't really know. But we're watching the sci-fi horror movie with the runtime of an hour and 56 minutes. Uh, from 1985, we are watching Life Force. Uh, essentially, it's a group of astronauts out in space. They find this weird-looking uh, spaceship. You go on it. It's got these weird-ass giant bats creatures they find three people in like glass coffins and decide hey we're gonna take them on our ship and then that just leads to a lot of lot of bad bad accidents something that i really like about this one it's uh directed by toby hooper uh one of my favorites i enjoy his work a lot um it was initially released on june 21st 1985 in the state i had a budget of 25 million and box office opening of 11.6 million uh, it's adapted from the novel The Space Vampires, because uh, that's essentially what it is. They're space vampires. Uh, if you guys didn't know that, well, now you know, because uh, that's what they are. They watched. They waited. Now their time has come. Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. Moving, searching, destroying. From body to body, from life to life, from man to woman, changing growing, burning for our life force. of Poltergeist, from the special effects creator of Star Trek, the motion picture, Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins. of Poltergeist and the writer of Alien, 
comes a terrifying new film. I'm getting a very small radar cross-section. 150 miles long. EGR is confirmed. Tell them we have an artificial object out here. In the tale of Haley's Comet, there's something wrong. Something ancient. Something evil. Jesus. Houston, we have a problem. Something's happening to me. Something hungry that's brought to Earth. She's destroyed worlds. That girl was no girl. She was totally alien to this planet and our life form. And totally dangerous. I just found a body in Hyde Park. Life Force. Close your eyes. Visited you how? In my mind. Let it go! It's already spreading. You didn't stop it, it's too late. Get right into it. Uh, the music really pops and hits you right in the face, and which is good because it's actually done by um, the London Orchestra, I believe it was. Uh, I forget the guy's name who was in charge of doing the music, but it's definitely a, a strong part of this movie. And then you got that nice classic uh, title font that comes up and gets right in your face, and you, you got the movie just starting. Uh, then we see uh, the first appearance of the Churchill spacecraft, obviously in space, uh, and it's also they mention it's like the first spacecraft where it's able to create uh, earth-like gravity. I'm not sure if that was kind of like a budget thing. That way you didn't have to try and get people floating inside the spaceship, which would cost a lot more money and would have probably been a real pain in the ass to do, uh, especially in 1985. So it was just easier to be like, yeah, this is our first spacecraft that has the same gravity as Earth, so we uh, we don't have to float around. Then the, the ship goes into this blackout period where they lose communications with Earth because they actually found something in space and they want ra to radio back to NASA. 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 Why did I feel like I say that wrong? Uh, anyways, they want to radio back, but of course they can't because they're in a, a blackout zone. And then we have these really classic, this is not sarcasm at all, we have this very classic shot of the four astronauts uh, leaving their ship, uh, floating through space to get to this other object that they found in space, which is actually an alien spaceship, or a space vampire ship, I guess you would call it. But yeah, there's no movements whatsoever, just like a still shot of them, and they're just kind of like slowly moving across the screen. A little bit up, a little bit down, a little bit to the right, and you know, whatnot. Um, it's funny. It's probably the worst shot in the movie, but I got a good laugh out of it. And then the thing that they found that they're on now, it looks like it's organic. It's very massive. It's like a, a long needle kind of spaceship. Uh, while exploring it they find some of these giant sleeping like man bats uh these things are giant they look like man bat from like uh, the batman series uh one astronaut goes to grab onto one of the man bats like fingers and it's so the 
it that the finger actually breaks off of it. Uh, so they decided, you know what, we're going to take this uh, specimen back to our spaceship because uh, that could never go wrong. Then the space structure that they are on starts to come alive. It starts to open up a bit and we go farther and farther into it. Uh, the astronauts decide to venture even deeper into the space structure because uh, why the hell not? You know, you know, there's giant man bats all over the place, but you know, let's let's go uh, go farther in, and to the point where they actually lose uh, communications with the Churchill spaceship as well, because um, there's four of them out venturing to this uh, new craft that they found, while the rest of the team is actually staying inside the spaceship, uh, which the rest of the team is smart because the people who are going in this organic ship uh, clearly are not smart i know they want to check it out but uh not the smartest thing to do uh that's when they see these three naked bodies and what looks to be like a glass coffin uh two men and one woman uh completely naked there's there's nothing there at all uh the one a astronaut uh his name is tom uh he gets into like a trance with the uh the girl he's kind of just just staring right off at her and they're, he's connecting with her eyes even though her eyes are closed and he can't take his eyes off her. I'm not sure if it's because her boobs or not, but he, he can't look away at all. He doesn't even try. He's just creepy stalker stare. Uh, and then we're 30 days later. The command center on Earth is trying to get a hold of the Churchill ship and there's no response. Uh, we see another NASA ship connecting to the Churchill uh, to check for signs of life. Uh, once they get inside the ship they notice uh, there's been a big fire and the ship is pretty much destroyed on the inside. Um, we then see... Uh, the charred bodies of the astronauts from the ship uh, and then we find out that the naked girl in the glass coffin is still in the ship with no damage at all. So the whole ship on the inside burnt up. Uh, all the other astronauts are dead but the girl and the other two guys are, that are in these glass coffins not a single scratch on them. That's some um, high quality glass, I guess. And then we're uh, back in London where a group of men are hanging around a desk discussing about cutting the space girl open and trying to figure out what, what makes her tick, I guess, or figuring out what's on her insides. I'm not really sure. I guess they just want to dissect her because, you know, why the hell not? We've made nothing but bad choices so far, so what? what's one more that could go wrong? We then uh, see this military officer or maybe a scientist. He's kind of got like a face mask on. And he's looking at the space lady who is laying on the table. I think she's still naked. She might have a cloth over top of her, but I'm pretty sure she's still naked. I uh, guess ready to touch her. And then her eyes open up and, and she sits right up. Yeah, actually my notes say she's still naked. Uh, more, majority of this movie, she stays naked. Yeah, for the most part. We, the, we then see someone from the security cameras at this point. She's uh, she's taking off the uh, guy's breathing mask. Uh, and then she starts making out with him. And then the roof, room starts to change. The lights start to flicker. And she's literally sucking the life force out of him because she's a vampire instead of sucking blood she actually sucks her whole goddamn soul right out i'm sure she's great on first date uh by that time the scary guy gets to where the other two are and the man is just a corpse pretty much bone dry he looks like a just skeleton he looks like he's been vacuum sealed uh everything on his inside's been gone and he he's dead uh, hence, we have the original, hence the name of the movie, essentially, is Life Force, because this is what these space vampires do. They suck your life force right out of you. Then the guy from the security room finally makes it to where um, the lady is in the room. Um, come to find out, she's kind of got like a trance on him as well. Sucks a little bit of his soul out. But then these other scientists come running in with uh, some soldiers, and the girl is already gone. She kind of just like sucked a little bit of the guy's soul out, and then she's like, I'm going to keep you alive. I'm going to peace out now. I'm naked 
naked lady. I'm just going to walk out of this uh, science lab. No big deal. Uh, at one point, she said, I'm walking by the security guard that's at like the front desk. And he's literally just watching on in shock. Like, hey, guys, you're never going to believe it. A naked lady just walked by me. I know I'm the head of security. And I know I'm sitting at the desk. But this naked lady just walked by. So I'm just going to sit here and not do anything about it. Dumbass. Uh, she then gets surrounded by three guards in the main lobby. She literally just uh, raises her one hand and the lights start to flicker. And this guard looks like he's getting like the death the Darth Vader choke. He, he's he's done. He's done for. He's dead. There's nothing you could do. Um, he's getting choked by air, and that's all. That's all it is for him. Uh, and then this other guy comes to like to his rescue almost, and she just lifts her hand up, and he goes flying across the room. And then the third security guard who's watching behind her, probably staring at her ass, is just like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this. You can just leave. Essentially, uh, she then uh, walks over to the front glass window instead of using the front door and she just uses her power and destroys all the glass in the windows and just walks out and disappears into the night because you know she's not running or anything she's just casually slowly walking naked so she'd probably be easy to track because she's probably making footprints in the mud or the ground unless it's all paved then you know maybe she's bleeding because she just walked through a bunch of glass but hey what do i know uh, then the police detectives show up and they're checking everything out and this is when um colin kane i believe is i know his last name is kane i'm not sure maybe the first name's not right but kane is the in on duty detective trying to figure out how a naked girl took over a group of guys um kind of sounds like the uh, beginning of a porno uh, this movie is very weird but i enjoy it then we have a little bit of backstory on the main scientist that's working at this uh, building or facility. Uh, he's actually working to try and find out if there's actually life after death, and he wants to actually prove that. That's why I guess he wants to cut open the space lady to see if there is life after death. Uh, we then see some armored guards are watching over the uh, two glass coffins that are holding the other two naked guys from space. Um, and then the room starts to light up again, and the glass hole starts to break, and then the two guys from the coffins are just literally standing up straight, still butt-ass naked, in a bunch of broken glass, just staring at these uh, security guards. Uh, they start, you know, the security guards start wasting in their ammo because it's not doing anything to them because they're just laying the ammo into these two uh, naked space guys and they're just walking off like it's not a big deal then the uh, scientists are getting ready to examine the skeleton body of the guard from earlier on um, who had his life force room and then uh, I don't know where he comes alive and the other scientist is in like a trance and he literally starts getting his life force sucked out of him so essentially if your life force is sucked for like empty from the one of the main three by the sounds of it um later on within two hours you will come back to life and then you have to feed if you don't feed then you pretty much explode into uh, a pile of ashes um I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself like I always do, but that's essentially what happens. If you don't feed in two hours, you just blow up and then you're going to be a, a pile of dust on the ground. And nobody wants to clean that mess up. No way. Uh, and then once he sucks the life force from the other security guard, um, he's back into his like full human form. He looks fine. He's not wrinkly. He doesn't look like a raisin anymore. Uh, he's confused and scared and the guards have to grab him and drag him and drag him off. We then cut to the naked girl or a naked girl, I should say, is found in the park. Um, she's been slowly, fully sucked dry of her life force. They originally thought maybe it was the girl from the science lab, but it's not. It's someone else. Um, 
Jews found by two guys just walking in the park. And um, they believe that the life of the body is the result of the other girl sucking her life force out of her to feed. Which would probably be a really good guess. Uh, two hours later, um, the guard who is back alive is uh, locked in a room probably down in the basement somewhere and he's going crazy because he needs feed uh then he starts to shrivel up and die again from the thirst of life force and literally if you don't feed within the two hours you're gonna die there's no waiting it out no nothing at all you're just gonna die and then the main scientist should have got his name but i really don't care because he's an asshole or kind of seems like an asshole probably he's probably a wonderful guy but we'll just say he's an asshole uh, he literally pokes the guy with a metal pole and his ribs start to crumble and he pulls away some of it. He's like, yep, yeah, he's dead. He's definitely dead. Uh, we then see the other doctor who got attacked as well. He's caged up and he's literally coming right for the cage door and he explodes into a pile of ashes. Uh, we now see the girl in the park is uh, hooked up to a table and they're monitoring her vital signs. Uh, she's strapped down because they're like, okay, it's two hours. They're coming up now. Uh, so once it's right on the dot, two hours, the person comes back alive. Uh, so she's starting to come back alive she's opening her eyes and she's shaking a lot she, good thing she's like strapped down to this table and she's got a machine hooked up to her head you know to attach her vital signs uh but she starts going crazy to the point where she blows up the machine and then um she blows up into a pile of ashes herself we then see it's nighttime it's dark windy and it's raining out and a group of men are searching in a field with flashlights for the churchill pod because apparently um before the churchill caught on fire and whatnot one of the astronauts actually got into the escape pod and he's finally just uh landing in what i think is like a military field or somewhere around in military base uh, we then meet up with him which his name is tom uh i think tom carlson or something along those lines uh they're asking tom about what happened up on up on the churchill and tom has to fill be filled in on everything that has happened up to date because he has no idea what's going on either you know being you know trapped out in uh escape pod for the whole time uh, Tom tells them that they found a girl and the other two guys in an alien spaceship. Um, we have a flashback to the Churchill as they are loading up the space uh, specimen into the Churchill. Tom lets them know that on the way back to Earth, the crew died one by one. They're initially getting picked off probably one each day maybe it was a little bit longer than a day but clearly these aliens don't take long to kill someone off because they literally just they kiss you and they suck your whole life force out of you and then you're dead so they could have did it within a matter of hours if they really want to uh all the crew members suffered the same way uh being drained and they all had like the same symptoms as well they're feeling very drained very tired and not being able to remember things to the point that the life force was getting all drained away so they had like symptoms so by the sounds of it, maybe they weren't getting the one-on-one drained out like um like the scientists did sounds like maybe just them being in the general area of these three originals that was just enough to have them get drained out that way and then tom talks about making the choice that he doesn't want to expose the earth to what they found so he tries to sabotage the ship and destroy everything on it by setting everything on fire uh the scientists then notice that the unusual object coming from Halley's comet is uh, heading right towards earth which is the uh, same size as the alien ship so now they're kind of putting two and two thing two and two together because uh this random object coming towards earth now is actually the same shape and size as the alien ship that tom was uh venturing on and then we see tom waking up in the middle of the night and he's greeted by the space girl and they yeah, they share an adult moment let's say they, they get a little bit intimate and a little bit naked uh and then we have tom who's uh falling back to sleep because he's being drained but 
the whole thing is is actually a dream he's because of what happened he's connected to her and she keeps calling out to him uh he wakes up screaming because it's a nightmare essentially um but he feels the pain of actually being drained so i think there's like a connection between the two of them uh that even if they're not in close quarters she can still essentially drain him or is connected enough enough to him to actually affect him uh tom's tom's then sweating he's he looks very distraught and confused uh he's saying he has a cosmic connection with the girl and that she's draining him uh then the doctor said you know what how about we try hypnotizing you to uh, get a better understanding on things uh while hypnotized um tom can see the girl uh she's walking in a field in search of other men um she's in search for more life force um just enough to drain them though she doesn't actually want to kill anyone because she doesn't want to leave a trail of bodies to try and uh get her caught uh we then find out the vampire is actually in someone else uh she's sharing the body of someone else um and then the girl that she's in her actual real name is ellen uh apparently her being one of the originals she can jump from body to body she's just like the, f- the force and the energy her life force i guess can just jump from body to body to like host to host um that way when one host is weak or dead she can just jump to the next one ellen and her new vampire form is uh stalking this man she gets in the car and then she starts to seduce him by literally just lifting up her skirt and then tom snaps out of the hypnotize hypnosis hypnosis i don't know why i was going to say hypnotizing because that's not the proper way to say that at all and then of course the doctor's like oh she must be going to body to body to feed well of course she is stuck that's pretty much you know pretty blatant obvious to you uh, we then see the alien spaceship from space uh it looks almost like it has like bat wings wrapping around the front of it it's a, it's a unique design uh once we see it at the end of the movie though it seems super crazy long just seemed way too long but maybe it grows with the life force it gets uh we then see the lead scientist working on a test sample when a soldier knocks on his door uh to talk to him but we can definitely tell that something's off with the soldier just by the way he's looking at him uh we then are venturing to the hospital for the critically insane where we meet the lead doctor played by patrick stewart uh still bald oh i think he's probably always been bald maybe not in his younger years but he's he's still bald here so they're actually there to talk to the lady named ellen uh that the uh space vampire is actually inside of uh she actually is a resident i guess of the critically insane hospital or maybe a worker um but yeah they get up there to talk to her and tom is going crazy because he thinks she's hiding inside of her body somewhere so he later starts bitch slapping around and then she like rips off her her uh, robe and starts pulling out her hair and she he's yelling at her like telling the vampire to come over to you know talk to him um and then they have a kiss and she passes out we then find out that they are in search for a name a man named sykes uh they believe that the vampire force is now living inside of him uh sykes is also has the mindset of a four-year-old and he actually is in the mental asylum so they decide to go talk to him but it's actually a trick uh they have this hypnotizing um antidote or serum that's in a needle and it pretty much i guess knocks you right out but anyways they inject it into stewart's character because they believe that the vampire is is inside of him which it actually is and um tom knew this because i guess stewart's character earlier on touches him on the shoulder and because tom has such a close bond with the space girl or space vampire depending on what you want to call her uh he felt it going through uh patrick stewart's character's hand um i believe his name is dr armstrong actually um so that's when he knew that the vampire was wasn't in sykes it was actually in dr armstrong um we have dr armstrong then laying on a table 
uh, as Tom tries to talk to him as he's hypnotized and literally Dr. Armstrong literally starts screaming because he's trying to fight her off because she essentially just stays in the back of your mind and doesn't really take over your body unless she really needs to. Um, then they are getting ready to inject him with another piece of the hypnosis serum or whatever it might be um and then the vampire starts talking through armstrong's body we then find out that they the creatures themselves take on the body and shapes and language from the astronauts minds they're so strong of an intelligent creature that they can just go into your mind and see what you like and change your body and change their body into essentially like a siren it's uh making you think that something else isn't the way it actually is um so she changed herself into you know this nice pretty young lady because she was reading through tom's mind and saw that that's what tom likes so it's trying to get the connection between the both of them um so which is interesting it's definitely a very interesting concept that these space vampires can pretty much read your mind before they even are seeing you or talking to you they can just form themselves into whatever needs to be done to seduce the person to get what they want we then see the blue entry start pouring out of dr armstrong's body and our items start floating around the room like a twister you see like a table going by and they also have another doctor with them i think percy but he gets thrown up against a wall or something and his neck gets broken and he's instantly dead and then um i believe it's um kane who grabs two of the needles and just injects uh dr armstrong right in the neck with two more doses and then everything just stops but tom tells them that they are too late because apparently uh the, the virus or the alien creature is already spreading uh, i'm not sure they don't really show too much about that but i guess with the the blue light coming out of their body and going like crazy through the building and whatnot that i guess if it just touches anyone it kind of spreads like a virus um there's a lot to this movie. There really is. And then the lead scientist from the lab, who's an asshole, uh, calls to let them know that the only the three original vampires can transform and leave their bodies. Uh, they find out that the once someone else gets infected, once that infected body's dead, then that actual vampire is dead as well. And we also find out the the scientist actually killed one of the original male vampires with um, a sword earlier on in the night because he was actually that soldier that came to talk to him while he was trying to do some tests on one of the pieces. Um, we're then flying a, a chopper, uh, transporting a sedated body of Mr. Armstrong and Percy, well, Percy's dead, but uh, blood starts to come out of both of their mouths and it literally forms a vampire girl inside the chopper with them and then she literally just screams and explodes into a pile of blood on the floor. It's my belief that the vampires of legend came from creatures such as these, perhaps even from these very creatures. I know it sounds incredible. Do you hear me, Carlson? It's more than a belief, Falada. It's true. They visited Earth before. What about the other male, Falada? He's free. You have a girl? Yes. We'll be with you as soon as we can. Hold on. We'll try. This came through while you were talking, sir. What is it? A scrambled cryptogram. It's to Sir Percy from the Prime Minister. We're to proceed directly to the Citadel at Whitehall.
We've lost her. She's gone. Where? Her body's in London. Where in London? Carlson, you've got to tell me what happened, what really happened on the Churchill. It wasn't Rawlings who destroyed the radio equipment and the ship's tapes. It was me. Uh, we then find out that Tom is the one that opened her sealed tomb on the Churchill, so he was the one to pretty much blame for everything. So he's an asshole, but he was seduced by the boobs. So I guess we can't really say too much about that. Um, he did it because he was in love with her and couldn't control his his manner or anything. He was pretty much in a trance, pretty much like, you know, one-track mind. He's like, I'm going to do it. I can't control myself. I'm just going to open this up, and we're just going to do whatever happens. Uh, she chose Tom to stay alive, and it's driving him mad because he doesn't know why, because everyone else on the ship died, which would be pretty traumatizing if you see everyone you work with being picked off maybe every a couple hours or a couple days, and you're the lucky one to stay alive, and you have no idea why. And then uh, Marshall Law announcement comes over the radio as the end of times are pretty much happening in London. Uh, people are dying, and which is weird because it's post-apocalyptic now. Um, like there's fires all over the place, smoke everywhere, and everyone's like dying. But it looked like they're getting attacked by like zombies. So I don't know if they're like a zombie space vampire or if enough of their life force is getting sucked down that they're becoming zombies. But they definitely look like, a lot like zombies. And then uh, Kane and Carlson are now meeting with the Prime Minister to try and get uh, things set straight. And so they can come up with a game plan to try and nip this whole situation in the butt. That's when they find out they're too late because um, the Prime Minister takes his secretary into the next room over. And they're watching him. And uh, he actually starts sucking her life force out of her as well and then they're like you know what we're out of here they get back in their chopper and as they're starting to fly away uh, two of these zombie looking infected jump on the jump on the chopper but uh, they don't last too long they are then forced to land at a military base or they would be shot out of the sky because that's always a reassuring uh, moment uh, when they then see this giant vampire spaceship in the sky closer to earth and we see this blur of blue light just coming from the ground shooting straight in the sky it's actually uh, all the souls and life force of everyone dying that's being f fed right into the spaceship uh, we then see the original vampire girl body she's now laying on top of a tomb by the looks of it somewhere um, but yeah all the life force is going from into her and then she's shooting it from her body up to the the mother craft let's say um Carlson then takes off and Kane has to try and find him. Uh, Kane is driving through the streets as everyone is running in panic and the streets are filled with undead creatures. I, I call them creatures because I don't know if they're zombies or vampires. They look a lot more like zombies than they do vampires. So the lady vampire is calling to Tom and he's on, on a search for her. Uh, he's driving this like military jeep that he stole from the base. And he stops in the street to kind of hear for her more or kind of get more in a trance. I'm not sure really why he stops. He's just, he's hearing her voice more, but as he stops, all the undead creatures start jumping on his truck, and at one point he like rips off the forearm of a zombie creature, and it's like still trying to choke him, and he just literally tosses it in the back, back of the jeep and drives off. Um, Carlson then makes it to the building where the blue beam is coming from, and it, Tom is, Tom and Carlson is the guy's real name, so or character's name. So it's Tom, the guy from space. Um, I just I don't know why I changed my notes halfway through to say from Tom to Carlson, but I I just did it anyways. Um, but yeah, the the building where the blue beam has come from, there's all these dead bodies hanging out outside of it. It's just 
a pile and pile of bodies all the way around it. And once we make our way inside, there's bodies all inside it as well. There's the odd body that kind of reaches up for him to try and grab his ankle because uh, they're ankle biters, but they don't do so well. Uh, then Kane, the detective, makes it to the building where the original scientist is. Uh, it's only him and Kane in the building. Everyone else is gone. And then the scientist informs Kane that Carlson is after the girl and that he can just sense it. Um, he's he's infected now. He just senses things now. We can definitely tell. It's, you don't have to be a genius to understand that he's infected by the vampire now. Uh, Kane shoots him in the stomach and then he slowly falls over and the blue energy shoots out of him. Kane then pulls the sword of the dead army guy who was the original one of the original male vampires. When the sword is pulled out of his dead body he actually shrivels up into a skeleton. Uh, I don't know if the sword was kind of keeping him alive somewhat or not but he, he's dead now. Uh, Carlson makes it to the tomb where the female vampire is and the, the vampire pretty much wants Carlson to come into space with her so they can be together. I'm not sure if that's just because she wants to feed off his, his soul he's strong enough to you know lose some of his soul and then gain some of it back i don't know if he's like a, a feeding system or what he is but a bunch of the survivors run down into the subway to try and keep safe and to get away from everyone and that's when the blue beam of life force literally comes down the subway and zaps them all and they're all dead now and now their life force is getting fed into the spaceship uh, we then see the other male vampire. Um, he's standing in front of the building where the female vampire is. And he's taking all the life force that's coming from the subway and everything else. Uh, I guess he's sucking it in to try and become stronger. Uh, I'm not sure what his game plan is, is because she's sending all the life force up to the spaceship. So maybe it's kind of like a power system there. Anyway, Kane runs up to him and literally just stabs him with the sword. And he, that guy's instantly dead. And then his life force starts to turn red and to the point where he uh, blows up. Um, what was really cool about this one, because when the original male gets stabbed, he's in his human form. Uh, and then he slowly changes into his man bat form and that's when he explodes which I thought was really cool looking I, I enjoyed the the design and the look of these uh, monsters um, it has a very strong man bat like Batman style and feel to it um, at least it, to me it does it's just a classic looking design I've I feel um, and then Kane walks into what is a very awkward moment because uh, we see Carlson and the lay vampire they're both you know face to face body to body standing up in the center of the blue beam of life force they're both naked and both kind of just making out um, Carlson's being drained of his life force of course that's what the lady vampire is doing and Carlson's a little bit lower than where Kane is and we see Carlson reaching up to where Kane is and Kane throws down the sword to him literally stabs the sword through her and himself I believe and then they get shot like a rocket up into the uh, blue beam into the spaceship and then we literally just see the mother spaceship uh, flying into space and leaving Earth and that's it we don't see any of the life force go back into the people to change them over to heal them nothing at all nothing of the sorts uh, ending is kind of lame not gonna lie kind of lame could have been a little bit more to that you know maybe the life force goes back into the people and everyone's happy and fine and you know they can go on with their lives but no it seems like uh you're dead you're dead uh so you know it's not a bad movie i enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun uh i think this is like only the second or third time i've ever watched it so it was definitely very very nice to watch something i don't remember 100 percent. so i thought it was really good 
Um, on the rotten scale out of five, I would definitely give it uh, 3.5. I think it's really good. Uh, I like the pacing of it. I like the sound. The music, I wouldn't say soundtrack. It's definitely just the orchestral music that's littered throughout the scenes, which is very nice. It sounds really good. It's really well done. Uh, I like the design-wise of the man-bat creatures. Um, you know, if you're into boobs, there's lots of boobs. You're going to see boobs for 90% of the movie. So that's a plus for some people. Uh, the only downfall is that I think the ending in that last couple minutes is a little bit weak and it's really weird seeing the mothership it's really cool design but when you see it flying away it just goes on and on forever it doesn't seem like it needs to be that long but you know that's just a personal opinion and uh, what do I know I don't make movies so uh, yeah um, which brings us to our next movie that we're going to watch uh, we are going to watch another classic um, there's been a couple versions of this movie. Uh, my favorite version of it is the Vincent Price one, uh, Last Man on Earth. But we're not going to watch that one just yet. We're actually going to watch the Omega Man, um, with Charleston Heston, I think it is. Man, I am horrible with my names. It's like one o'clock in the morning right now. And, uh, I'm, I'm running on an empty tank. So that's my excuse. Uh, so we're going to cut the outro here short. Uh, like always, if you guys enjoy it, make sure to, uh, leave a like, leave a follow, leave a comment. Use the hashtag Rotten Review podcast on all social medias to suggest me a movie or just to chat it up uh, at Typhonstein on everything I'll leave the links all down the show notes below but you can find me on Twitter Instagram Facebook uh, YouTube TikTok I'm pretty much on everything trying to just expand um, my content from my podcast to my art videos to my artwork in general to my gaming videos uh, if you want to check out my YouTube I'm posting three gaming videos a week with uh, additional, you know, two or three little art clips uh, scattered throughout the week as well. And maybe at some point I'm going to try and build up a video for the podcast each week and we'll do a video on the on there as well for the podcast. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how it goes, but definitely check that out. It's been growing pretty quickly. I'm pretty happy with how everything is coming along. And I would definitely love to see you guys all there and give some feedback and some suggestions definitely suggest some movies you would like to see me watch uh but yeah until next time i'll talk to you guys all later peace bye bye what i feel so close to you need you because you're one of us you always have been you're like me be with me Just a little more. Just a little more.